Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Goalie Science, the podcast where we bridge the gap between goaltending, hockey, science, and the application of all three. Um, here with my third in-person guest, um, your mom's favorite goalie. Max Veriman. Max, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Um, our location, we're up in your summer cottage in Finland, at the town. I can't pronounce it. Could you give us a give us a name here? Uh, I'm not actually quite sure which town it is, what, what town it's called, but it's Shushpol, yeah, and Saima. Okay, so some call this the Muskokas of Finland. I don't know if they do, but they, I'm not sure if you get that reference, the the nice cottage area in, in Ontario, the Muskokas. But Max is one of my goalies at Michigan Tech. He's going into his sophomore year. Um, a lot of interesting questions. Like, I've got a few questions. Interesting, mostly about kind of that transition. Being a European goalie playing in a American college seems that over the last, I would say, like five or six years, has been a massive influx of European, like specifically goalies, but a lot more players in the NCAA. So, um, before we get into your career and stuff, how how did you end up coming over into the USA? So uh, I think it was after my uh, under-18 season. I uh, decided after some thinking about it, I decided that I want to go college and not stay in Finland and go pro. And I think some of the biggest reasons were I was always pretty decent at school mm. and I wanted to keep that going and get a, have a plan B for life if hockey doesn't turn out for some reason could sometimes be... Uh, for reasons you can't control yourself like an injury or something like that so I always wanted to have a plan B in life and have that education along with me along on the way and uh, I always knew college is a very good uh, obviously a very good uh, league and the opportunities the opportunities are endless and also uh, the, the experiences and all that you get from college is just uh, it's priceless yeah. now do many Finnish kids like is 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 instantly on their radar it is. growing up? Okay, and is is it always been, or is that more of a new thing? I think I think it's more recent. 
it's always been there. Like there's been some older goalies to and some older players that went through went to college, but I think it's uh starting to boom right now. It's uh pretty pretty popular right now. And what was your recruiting kind of journey like? Like who who attack first reached out? How did that process go? That find for everyone, it's always different. For me, like I was recruited first out of like a an exhibition game was the first time I saw Billy McCall, who was the assistant coach at the time, and I had never heard of Tech. I actually asked him if Tech was a Division three school. So tough start to uh, to that career. But what was it? Uh, what was it like for you? So I think uh, I think it started like I said. I decided to go to college, and now stay in Finland. And I let my family advisors mm-hmm. know that I want to go college, and they uh, put out my name out there. And then uh, I got reached out by a couple of teams. I think Union was one of them. And then Tech was just, they were really interested. And right from the get-go, they sounded like they actually wanted me in the program. And uh, I think it was one weekend they came to watch my games. In uh, Turku, there was like three games. And after the last game, they uh, reached out and said like, yeah, we want you to come and uh, I want a scholarship. So like, that's how it started. Did you visit? tech prior to showing up or you just committed i did, I did not i committed uh through through phone and then uh i was supposed to come but i think tech had some renovations with the facility new locker room and all that so they said just come uh come in the fall when everything's right everything's uh done there's really nothing so show when that was under construction so what were your first impressions of Flying into the did you fly in or drive Chicago and or go to Chicago and then drive up? I, I flew to Chicago and then uh, we flew to Holden okay. the next day. We actually missed our flight the first first time, so that was, that was fun. We stayed uh, at the hotel in Chicago, but uh, first impressions were I mean unreal. New facilities you don't have that anywhere in Finland. Like it beats every pro pro team in Finland. Really, it was it was pretty awesome. So the facilities. Um, Small town. So you're from um, Espo. It's a lo- more of a larger city. It's a population, would you say, is about half a million, 200, 250. Uh, trans- was it a big transition for you going from playing or living at home, playing in a, in a larger city to a small town? Is this your first time away from home? Uh, it's on my first time. Oh, the first time. So my fair last year uh, playing in Finland, I played in uh, Bore, which is a city of about 89,000 or something like that. So that was my first time when I moved away from home and I uh, played played hockey here for the last uh, last year of my junior career. Now, tell us. Let's go back a little bit into your your goaltending journey. So when did you when did you start playing hockey? I know you lived the first chunk of your life in in South Africa, but coming from South Africa back to Finland, like when did you start playing hockey? Did you immediately start as a goalie? Were you a player? Like what what uh, was that? How'd that go for you? I think uh, first time I got interested in hockey. I was really young. We went to watch a hockey game, our local uh, Espo Blues local team, local pro team. And I I was, right from the start, really interested in uh, the goalies. Their helmets were really cool. I went in the pads. And something like the, something about it just drew my attention, and I wanted to be a goalie. And I think I hopped on the edge for the first time. I was like six or seven. And then uh, the gears rotated in the team. And I wanted to try it. I think. I mean, I want to. I want to think that was pretty good. Like at the start, and I really enjoyed it. And then uh, maybe one or two years into that, I started being a goalie full time. I mean, full time. But and then, uh, yeah, that was the start of my uh, goalie career. So you never really played as a player. Uh, I did actually. Like when we rotated, I would play. Let's say I had maybe four, say thirty games in the season. 
I played maybe ten of them in the goal. So majority was was a was a player when they had gear rotated, but then I wanted to stick to being goalie and my first uh, my first dream was being a center. So that was kind of a kind of a funny contrast to also yeah. the center to being a goalie. Now um we're gonna try to get your dad on this episode because like we're gonna have more goalie dads, but um most dads usually put a lot like uh, not say pressure but a pushback when it comes to letting their kids be a goalie mm. did you get that from your dad at all uh i think my dad was okay with uh with me playing whatever position i think my dad had a just kind of a third goal training so outside of uh, having a goalie coach and a head coach he was a coach that would always give me some negative and some more positive always on the rides back and uh like a personal coach training a long way. He's been a great support, and uh, I don't think that would be where I'm at without him. And yeah, I think he he was fine with whatever position I played. Obviously, they probably even pissed because I uh, chose the most expensive. Yeah, that's position. usually yeah. that's usually why most parents parents don't yeah. want their kids to be goalie. Yeah. You know, all the all the responsibility and all the expenses. Oh, yeah. uh, going look. Do you remember the goalie that uh, was playing in that first pro game? Uh, it's a good question. I do not. There's a couple of goalies I remember playing in the pro team, but I cannot remember who it was in that. Did you have a goalie? Who was your guy growing up? Like the one that you just loved, you wanted to be exactly like them, or that was the most inspirational for you? I've always liked uh, Pecorino. And then uh, and then you see Saros where recently, obviously he wasn't in the NHL all time when I was younger, but Becker and I used to saw his, I think I'm kind of like a hybrid between them two. Mm-hmm. Now, so the development model in terms of uh, hockey is very different in Europe compared to, to North America. So I'm less familiar with it as I've been here and spending the last week trying to absorb as much as I can. Could you kind of talk, talk us through... Like when you start playing hockey, how does that work? I know for the, like there are local clubs, uh, and you go off where in the United States, like you're not really playing. For, you kind of play for your hometown, but your town itself isn't really invested in it. Uh, you kind of it's just more of a name on the jersey. So for our North American listeners who aren't um, as familiar with it, what's what is the development model like in in Finland specifically? So you start. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of kids starting to play hockey in the uh, same age as you. And then I think they squeeze it down for a certain amount. There's, I think there's like at least six or five or six clubs in Espo. And then eventually they pick out teams. There are going to be multiple teams in each uh, each age group. And then there's going to be like better teams like triple, kind of like in the States too, like triple A, double A, and then one A. And then the development path is basically in your club, your whole town. You rise up the age groups and then uh, eventually, I mean, try to go pro. And uh, But it starts out with uh, with the younger teams and then now uh, it speeds upwards. And then so essentially the younger teams ultimately are a feeder into your U18, U20 yeah. city teams, yeah. correct? So you start in your hometown and most of the time you're going to have a pro team in that same town. So what the teams would like to happen almost 100% of the time, they would like you to start in your hometown and play for your pro team. So you're you're going to have 
your your new team, your pro team, your team you're starting in the same city. Do the pro teams are they financially invested in younger pro like programs? Usually, uh, usually the league of teams so the pro team is it finances the U twenty team most of the time, okay. and then uh, younger from U twenty so U eighteen downwards. I think it's like it's longer. You have to pay. Have to pay monthly for uh for you to be able to be part of the team. Unlike your goalie partner this year, one of your goalie partners, Blake, who really didn't have a goalie coach coming to college, you had you had many. And this week, when you know, meeting meeting a few of them, meeting Yanni, talking about how that works. You, so you would the young goalies get a goalie coach right from the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's not always the case in every team or in every city, but for me. I've been very fortunate to have a goalie coach, I think, in every year I played hockey. Yeah, and so for a guy like a guy like Yanni, and hopefully we can get him on the podcast. So in Finland you have the does the country have like a director of goaltending that oversees the other clubs or say for it was like is the Liga team, do they have a director that oversees the U twenty, U eighteen and so forth? So I think uh there's a couple of guys that run the whole goalie scene of Finland mm. who kind of give a direction to all the goalie coaches in every club on what they kind of want their coaches to work on with their goalies. Yes. And there are guys that are in charge of every club's goalie coaching. And then every team from uh, League of Downwards will have a goalie coach and they'll be the ones working with the goalies. What was your first impression of me as a goalie coach, I was curious. Oh, I heard of you before I uh, before I came to touch. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, uh, getting good. Way or bad way? Uh, it was good. Okay. Good, positive. And uh, I think yeah, we had a good thing going on last year, and uh, I think we clicked well, and uh, I think we uh, got better. And first impression was good. What's what's the biggest difference you notice between like Finnish goaltending, like goalie coaching, and I guess North American goaltending, goalie coaching, I guess, or my style at least. We did a lot of video, and you had like multiple cameras on the ice, which was uh, awesome. That's not always the case in Finland, and uh, I think in Finland you like to build a relationship, let the goalie get to know them and what they are like outside of the ice too. So you get you get the you get more out of it when you know the guy and you know how to approach him. I think that's big in Finland, and uh, I think you did a good job with that too. Last year we got to know each other pretty well, and uh, I don't think there's a lot of huge. Uh, huge uh, differences but in the states there's uh i think you guys give a lot of feedback like mid drills mm-hmm. and tell the goalies to work on something you noticed in the previous rep and i think that was uh that was good last year i think you like during practice you can tweak on little things while you're doing them instead of coming out of the net and then possibly going to the next trail and you're like you never got to work on stuff that maybe didn't go as well as a good blend part that's one of the things I don't think there's a lot of other big differences now I gotta pull up your stats here because I did not memorize them but I just have them in advance then usually I'm not I don't have anything prepared so that's good so the year before tech you had ended up playing so you had 12 starts um, I think that's uh, missing some data. Missing some data, but really good numbers from those 12 starts. And then uh, you you were in a number two role last year. And I know that can be, you know, frustrating or, or different or a change. Mm-hmm. And for most goalies, especially when they get to college, that's usually 
their freshman freshman situation. But um, for goalies that struggle, you know, with that, I guess, backup role, how did you deal with it? How did you approach it? What was what was your mindset and and what was your support system like to to kind of stay focused throughout the entire year? Uh, so the way I pr- approached last year was uh, obviously I knew that when you're a freshman, it's pretty typical that you're not going to get a lot of games. Even if you're really good, freshmen usually don't get that many plays. It doesn't matter if you're a goalie or a player. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it goes. So I kind of knew that in the back of my head. And I approached the year in a way where I'm just going to have fun and enjoy every moment. They take everything I can away from uh, practice and uh, just get as good as I can. And all the starts I get, I'm just going to go 100% every time and just enjoy every moment out there. And uh, we got a good thing going on with Blake last year and all. We, uh, we, we each, and every, each and every one of us, we pushed each other. We learned from each other. And uh, they're really good guys. They're really, uh, really easy going all the time. Nothing too, nothing too serious ever. So we had a good thing going on and tried to, uh, to just support support Blake, cheer on the guys, and have a good success with the team, and didn't worry too much about not getting starts or not playing. Just try to enjoy every moment. I have a question here. So, is um, you recently invited to the Calgary Flames development camp? How was that experience? What was the biggest struggle for you in Calgary? It was a really cool, a really cool week. Uh, it was a great experience and uh, an awesome week tough but awesome and uh got to meet some uh, good goalie coaches great guys got to know the organization the organization got to know me and uh biggest struggle we food poisoning on there the day before i left no the day before like you got it to camp yeah, so uh I, I left monday morning i think i had a flight at 7 a.m or something like that from from finland from finland okay. yeah and camp started on uh wednesday morning with testing and it was Saturday night. We got food poisoning from I think it was sushi. I love sushi, but I think it I think it was from sushi. I got food poisoning. Couldn't eat anything on Sunday. Threw up everything and empty stomach. Traveling on Monday, twelve hours, double long flights. But I mean, it was uh, it was a good week. I don't, I don't think it affected it too much, but it was a good week. What do we think? Um, what was the biggest like positive? positive thing from you that you got from or and positive thing like from the experience and then what was something that surprised you out of your camp or surprised yourself well positive thing is probably the guys I met the cool experiences and uh, I don't think there's one or two things that surprised me but uh, it was really cool to see how how well the organization takes care of our players and always has food and hydration, all that readily is like pro pro those pro stuff. Never really experienced anything like that mm-hmm. before and well. I mean, it was just a great week. For I guess not many people get to experience an NHL development camp or NHL camp. What uh what's a typical day like in at a development camp? So it'd be say I think well, let's start from the beginning of the camp. So we'd have testing in the morning. Probably leave the leave the hotel at six a.m. Grab some light breakfast, testing. Then we'd have uh, lunch, mm-hmm. a couple of seminars, maybe an hour of uh, food, 
and nutrition seminars. And then the other one was like uh, social media training. And uh, then we hopped on the ice with the goalies and the goalie coaches about an hour and 15 around there. And then uh, cool down, showers, go to the hotel, uh, grab dinner with the guys. And then uh, maybe an hour of uh, rest time and then the last seminar of the night. And then uh, around 8 p.m. down with the day and then just rest and uh, go to bed early and then wake up the next morning. Your first college game. So not exhibition, first college start. That was against Lake State, correct? I think it was against Bemidji. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Bemidji. Lake State was the second one. Lake State. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going through your mind when you finally get the, the nod? First NCAA start. That was pretty cool. Uh, I was waiting for that moment. I got the biggest uh, nervousness out the way in the exhibition games. And, uh, I mean, playing at the max against Bemidji was a really cool experience. A lot of fans, loud fans, loud students. And uh, I think the game was a uh, decent amount of action. I think it was it was a shootout loss, 2-3, I think. And I think it went pretty well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was an awesome experience. Got to put on the tech jersey, and uh, I've, been, I was, uh, I've been waiting for that moment for a while. What are your goals for, for this upcoming season? Uh, my goals are uh, for sure to uh, try to take the uh, play position from Blake, get as many games as I can, and get better, and uh, just enjoy enjoy my second year of college. What are you studying in school? I'm studying, uh, I'm in business and uh, finance. Business and finance. So you came in, there's bugs flying around, I learned the bike's going to check those up. But um, time management. Time management sometimes is a struggle going into college for a lot of players, especially those that graduate high school and take a few years off. Was it, was it a shock to you to have to have the course load and then juggle the academics and athletics? I mean, it's always a, it's always a struggle as a student athlete, and you definitely have to put some effort into uh, combining hockey and uh, studies, but I think I've always been pretty good at keeping time or just keeping schedule on what you have to do when and making sure you got schoolwork done in due time. But uh yeah, there's for sure you gotta you gotta get your schedule straight and make sure you got everything done. But I think I did a pretty decent job. We're battling these bugs right oh, yeah. now. Um I thought I was like, oh, at the start I, I did say uh you are everyone's mom's favorite goalie. <laughs> that, that is a a reference to to book talk, which is a hawk romance genre of books anyways max is very popular on book talk um so i remember posting that like a stretching routine yep. of yours because i thought um i just thought hey like goalies goalies would definitely appreciate this flexibility routine i think it's something they could incorporate in their day um then i woke up the next morning and I saw our TikTok video had a couple hundred thousand views and a couple hundred comments and they were all women throwing themselves at you. Uh, has that impacted your life in any way? And if so, is that something you tell people that you are popular on book talk? Uh, I'm sure there's been a couple of DMs maybe, <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, it's always positive. 
but uh, I don't think it has affected my life too much. Nobody's yet to come uh, talk to me about that. Talk to you yet on road trips, anything like that. But uh, yeah, it's always it's always funny to laugh with the guys about the comments on the road posts and all that. But uh, I mean, positive things only, and uh, nothing negative. And uh, it's pretty funny to see the first time. Guys give you a hard time about it. Uh, not really. I'm just joking about just, it. It's jealous. Probably. Have you ever read any of those hockey book talk novels? not i wonder if uh maybe what i'll do is i'll, I'll tag emily rath the author and, and get her to send you i did read one it's very interesting but the the goalie is finnish oh yeah so that's probably also another reason and he likes metal and he's very tattooed so it's basically basically you um me. so i'm gonna have to see if i can get you a copy of one of those books um tattoos and metal is that uh, it's one of those things that are two of those things that we share in common? I was very pleased. I don't. I didn't know you like metal until like later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a finished thing? Is that how did you, how did you get into like heavy metal? Uh, I think it's for sure because of uh, where I'm born, Finland. <laughs> the ring Finland has the most metal dance group happening in the world, and before before Finland being the number one reason, they're the hundred percent. The fact that my dad listened to uh, Rammstein, Nightwish, and Linkin Park and Metallica a lot mm-hmm. since I was younger. And uh, it would be on the radio or he'd play a CD song in the car all the time. And I just, that's how I got into that music. And the past couple of years, I've been getting into heavier music. And uh, yeah, that's one subject we share in common. And uh, I think it's good to get to uh, let out your anger through your headphones instead of uh, knocking down a door at your house. Your <laughs> parents will probably not be happy about that. Just punching holes in the drywall. Yeah. Top five, top five favorite bands. You don't have to give them in any particular order, but if you had, if you had to be like, hey, these are my bands. They they best represent me. What would they? What would they be? Uh, for sure, Bring Me the Horizon and Dad Omens. Eminence would probably be up there. Now I really like lately the. Songs by Signs of the Swarm, and let's throw, let's throw a mirror in there, in a mirror. Okay, okay. It's not necessarily hidden. Yeah, they they are very very heavy. So, do you, is do you think heavy music is a goalie thing, or is it just? You come across any like I mean, obviously Yane, who we spent all the time yesterday with, but. Any other goalies that you come across that are particularly into metal? Not many, but uh, I know there are some guys that like to play drums or like to play guitar in their pastime. You all go who are goalies too, but uh, not many, especially not many uh, in my age group like metal. But right now and then you're on into a couple tattoos. You got a lot. I know we are sitting shirtless in this interview. If you're watching on YouTube, because we. I've been doing the old sauna, jump in the water, rinse and repeat. Um, you're a younger guy, 20, 21. 21. When did you get your first tattoo? Yeah, my first tattoo when I was uh, 18. Why did, what's, what was the meaning? Like, what, when did you, when did you want to get inked? Uh, I think I got, I just got done with high school and both of my parents are tatted. Well, my sister got a, her first tattoo maybe half a year before that and uh wanted to get a tattoo uh we actually got the same one right this this one here 
you and your sister. Yeah, me and my sister got it. And I mean, people say you get addicted to tattoos. And I mean, it's been history ever since. In the past two and a half, three years, I've gotten 11 tattoos after my first one. Yeah, one one more. We got one more coming this week, too. One more coming next week. We're getting matching best friend tattoos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what do you miss most about Finland when you uh, every when you come over to school, uh, America? Uh, for sure, friends and family. It's always tough being away from your friends and family for a long time. Uh, food's another thing. Food's food is uh, it's good, but uh, when I'm used to food, that is maybe even good for you. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I miss. And well, you're telling me that McDonald's and Burger King, which you do have in Finland, but having those all the time isn't good for you? I'd say it's not optimal. <laughs> it's that's food too, and it gets your, I mean, it shuts down your hunger, but there could be better options. And uh, another thing is probably the sweets and chocolate and uh, candy. They got a big sweet guy. And I mean, the summer cottage is always awesome in the summer. That's one thing I miss. The lake and the saunas. Good thing we have a sauna at the rink, and a lot of guys enjoy that, really. And yeah, I'd say those three things. What's your favorite, like, dish that you can't get in America that you can get? Like, something that you could eat, like, every day? Sushi, obviously. I know you love sushi, but we can get that anywhere. Yeah. What's your favorite, like, Finnish dish? I'd say my mom's, uh, my mom's are, uh, mashed potatoes up there. Secret. This is a secret recipe. So, yeah. something they're doing, I don't know, but it, it is it is ten out of ten best mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah. And that and mashed potatoes is for sure up there. Rye bread. Uh, yeah, the rye bread. The rye bread is much better here. It's actual bread. It is actual yeah. bread. Yeah. Instead of eight bagels and the stage your toes. <laughs> and then, uh, then uh, salmon soup is for sure up there. Oh, salmon soup. Yeah, I definitely say salmon soup's got it up there. Yeah. It's funny because I remember when we when you first got the tech, you and and Caster were just complaining about <laughs> all the food. I first more Caster. Yeah, that is uh, that is true. Now, what's the um, what's the impression of like goaltending in North America coming from the European side? So for like growing up, you know, it was all for us. It was like Finland was the hotbed at the time for goalies. Yeah. Um, so it was always like, what are they doing? It's so like crazy. There's some secret formula. The Finnish goalies have these crazy like Finnish active hands. They're all flexible. What's the impression of like North American goalies? Is it positive? If it's negative, you could say it. Or don't worry if it, if, it, if I'm just curious because it's something that we don't get to hear from like a lot, or especially myself and Ben who run the pod. Um, you're our first European guy on the pod. So what's the what or what's the What's that? What do you guys hear? What do you guys think of North American goalies growing up? I think uh, one of the biggest things I like about North American goalies is just the battle and finding ways to just stop the puck. Because in Finland, it's a lot about technique and we skate a lot. I mean, those are really good, like important things you need to uh, develop uh, being a goalie. But the way the North American goalies just battle and find ways to stop the puck is uh, one thing I really uh, really like about North American goalies and there's a lot of very different goalies in the States because I think it's one of one of the bigger reasons that is is because of uh, the lack of goalie coaches 
So the guys just work with their strengths and just find ways to stop pucks. There's a lot of very variety in goalies in the States. Now you think suddenly said lack of goalie coaches is definitely one reason to know consistent messaging from goalie coaching in America is sort of non-existent. Everyone does their own thing. In Finland, if you go skate with someone in Espo or skate with someone in I don't know, a town somewhere up north, um, is that is the style going to be pretty much the same? It's good. It's going to be pretty similar. Like the foundational goaltending in <laughs> Finland, like I said before, like there's guys that are in charge of pretty much the entire Finnish goaltending development and the national teams. So the basic foundations to goalie coaching, no matter where you're on the field, they're going to be pretty similar. So active hands, good skating, flexibility, all those like simple, important foundations of a good goalie. You go back in time, tell yourself, you tell your younger self one piece of advice. What would it be? Enjoy it. Enjoy the younger years of your life. They go too fast. I mean, I'm already 21. I've got some age. Oh, oh you're, you're a young guy. Don't I'm don't. still young, but uh, enjoy every moment and uh, don't overthink too much. Don't overthink too much. Oh, so anything you want to add? It's been a pretty good interview. I think we've I think I've exhausted all my questions. Yeah. Anything you want? Anyone you want to shout out? Any um, any last last messages? Not really. Not really. Not really. Just maybe, possibly, an EGM camp back in Finland again. Yeah. If so, you'll be coaching. Just the mule silent thing. Nothing to say. That is true. Uh, so he actually, I'll, that's all how I ended. So what fin- Finland consistently voted happiest country in the world? Why? Uh, I mean, the nature is probably incredible. I mean, can you be sad in any workplace? No, it's actually impossible. Yeah, it's pretty relaxing. Uh, I think we talked about this before, about how Finns mind their own business and don't uh, don't worry, worry themselves about the problems of others. We're always there to support each other, but we really just mind their business and call them out. Oh, I'm sorry. Just vibe and just <laughs> you're okay sitting in silence. You don't yeah. don't have to force conversations. Yeah. And, and we got we got things pretty good here. If they want uh, free education, free healthcare, I mean things are pretty good. Yeah. And it's hard to standard a little hard to feel sad when we're all in sauna every day. Sauna, good food, good food, unlimited sunlight and some winters though. It's not fine, but <laughs> Uh, all the guys at Tucker are always saying we're in the winter oh it's so dark and all this we're just come to film you wouldn't make it no I don't think I could I don't think I, I could barely hack it and hold and let alone you wake up at 9am it's dark when you go to work maybe lunchtime will be sun out you get out of work it's dark already <laughs> pretty much like three hours of sunlight every day but when I feel like the hours summer but the summers are out and the sun never sets Someone's coming to visit Finland. What uh, what are the three things you'd recommend that they do to get the most in a Finnish exper- or experience in, in only three things? Uh, I'd say try as many different foods as possible than sweets. 
uh, try to see the countryside, the lakes and the forests. And up in solar. You heard it here. Well, Max, thanks for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. Um, thank everyone for listening, for commenting, subscribing. Whether you're watching on YouTube, um, don't forget to subscribe to my Patreon. So that way we keep doing more in-person interviews. Maybe Ben can join us next time on on our travels and adventures. And thank you guys for just supporting the pod. So again, top 100 hockey podcasts in the world is pretty cool. And yeah, keep keep going and maybe one day we'll get a sponsor. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.